0: So we're going to be doing something a little bit different every month. I want to bring you a real life story, success story, so that you can, well, relate to it. I think it helps to know that you're not alone in your journey. I think it helps to have that hope that I'm always preaching that you absolutely can get better. Now, I can sit here all day long and tell you that you can get better, that we can optimize your thyroid, we can optimize your hormones, we can help you lose weight but that's just coming from me. I think it really helps to hear from a real life person that's been through it. That's been through the whole thing. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So I would like to introduce you to Miss Sarah. She is a patient of mine. She has completed her journey. She is completely kicked ass and I want you to hear from her. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to be here for sure. So,
0: all right, girl, you have to start at the beginning. Tell (laughs) people like go back before we started working together. When your symptoms started, what they were like, what that whole process was like, going from
1: doctors to doctor. Just yeah. tell us your story, okay. okay. It's quite the story. And I appreciate that in a lot of Dr. Amy's podcast, she's like, you're not too far because that's really how I felt too, that there was no hope for me. So knowing if any of you are in that bout, then I'm telling you there is hope. Um, But yeah, my story, again, I'm 40 years old. I've been married to my husband for about 13 years. We have three little boys. And so just that season of life where family and activities and all the things that we're doing, like it's such an important piece of my life. But when I look back now, I can now see different versions of myself over the last several years. And and it's just kind of breaks my heart a little bit where I was. But then, of course, I'm smiling because of (laughs) what I've been through this year and where I am now. So if I back up, there is this version of myself where me and Chris are married. We started having kids three years in. And in my early 30s, I was having these boys. My first one came, then my second pretty quickly. And, you know, I look at those family photos, Dr. Amy, and they're like, I'm smiling. I'm not I'm not inflamed. I I just look normal, happy, living my best life as a young mom. And I look great, feel great and just enjoying life. And then all of a sudden, I have my third son, sweet little Silas, such a sweet boy, but I noticed from that point on, I had my last baby. I was It was 2016, so about six years ago, and something changed, and I had the baby. It was feeling great, but then all of a sudden, I couldn't lose the baby weight this time, and all of a sudden, I was really tired, and I was like, well, I have three young kids, and I started to think, well, this is just my life, but then like a year in, I was like, wait, like, No, like things are not going well. I have these symptoms now starting. And so that was in about 2017 after a year that he was born where I was like, something's not quite right. And some of my symptoms at that time started to be fatigue, like extreme fatigue and brain fog. And then my hair started coming out in my as I brush my hair, there'd just be big blobs of, of hair in my brush every week. And then obviously the weight gain, because I wasn't losing. And in fact, not only did I not lose the baby weight, but I was like gaining. Yep. And so I was like, that's scary. <laughs> and then um, obviously just like low libido and just being like, oh my gosh, like nothing is working, you know? And so my symptoms also included like skin issues. So just lots of that going on. And I was just cold all the time. So it didn't matter how hot. It, I mean, our house was like at a certain temperature. Didn't matter. I was cold here. I was cold there, and freezing all the time. And I thought this is really weird. And you're in Texas. Um, And so in 2017, I decided I was like, "There's something wrong." I did to get all my labs checked. I'm like in my 30s. I need to figure this out. So I went the functional medicine route because I was like, "I'm not going to go the conventional." I'm like, "They're going to find my root causes." But unfortunately, I went to this doctor, took all the things that I could possibly take in the world. And it was like, it was still this, well, we need to watch your antibodies number, but she didn't say anything about Hashimoto's, nothing. And, you know, my thyroid looked normal. And then she was like, and yeah, you're not diabetic, but you're getting there. We need to change your eating and we need to change your exercise. And that's all she gave me essentially. And I was like, okay. And I walked out of there and my symptoms got worse. And I was like, well, now I'm alone because I don't want to go to conventional, you know, they'll just tell me the same thing or they'll give me a pill. So I was like, I'm all by myself now. So here I am in 2018 and I'm starting to feel a little bit of depression. My symptoms are each one of them getting worse for sure. My husband's like, something's wrong with you. You're going to bed at seven o'clock. You're not pregnant. (laughs) You know, what is wrong? And something in me was starting to think like, maybe it's thyroid stuff. But I didn't know anything about it, just that my family members were on a pill and that's all I knew. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm just going to be stuck here. So then I decided, I was like, well, nothing's really changing. So I'm going to start to work out a little bit. And at least my, my heart and my lungs will thank me, even though I won't lose a pound and I'll never get back down to where I was. And I'll just always feel this way. And I started believing the lies. I'm now getting closer to 40. I guess this is me getting old. I have a busy life. It's just me. I got to get better. I got to change. But I was doing all the things I could, but nothing would change. So Mm -hmm. it was like, I'll just, I just want to try and relay the hopelessness of that when you're, I still feel relatively young. I have a young family. I have children. I know I bawled my eyes out with you a couple weeks ago on our last call because it wasn't that I needed to be at a certain weight. I mean, I'm in my, I'm 40 years old. It's not that I have to look a certain way. I'm happy with who I am. But it was the fact that the people that I love the most were having this version of me. and it didn't feel like me. Wow. And that's where my heart was like, this is bigger than just there's something wrong. like it started to be a point of I might die. <laughs> like uh, yes. I'm going so above. So so the way that my story finally kind of took off too was, again, all of these things I was doing, nothing was working. And then finally, Something happened this year where something crazy happened. And at the time I didn't know anything about Hashimoto's, but me and my family were like, let's go take a trip, teach our kids how to do, uh, how to ski and teach myself how to ski. And so we went and my husband that week was like, we stayed at a condo with some friends and they were like, Chris is like, Hey, like, let's just try and kind of live cheap this week. We'll just do like really cheap stuff for, for breakfast and for lunch. Do you want to know what we ate all week long, every day? (laughs) We did all day, every day. So we had bagels for breakfast and we had sandwiches for lunch. And we just were like, we're eating cheaply. And in the middle of that week, you know, here I am skiing. You'd think I'd lose all this weight because I was like working so hard. No, my friends, I was at a plateau of 181, which is pretty high and overweight. And then that week alone, I went from 181 to 191. Oh my gosh. 10 pounds. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, It was like something was screaming out of my body. My face was beet red, puffy as can be my arms, my legs. I mean, everything was just puffy and inflamed. That's all I can describe it as like, it was like something inside was just screaming to get out. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I felt awful. I felt tired. I felt sick that week. And I sent a picture to my mom I was like, we're skiing a family picture. And my mom's like, she looks really sick. (laughs) You know, I was like, I was like, my heart just felt like something's wrong. And so at the time didn't know what that was. I came home, told Chris, I was like, I'm doing a water fast. I don't know what's going on. I need to get rid of this inflammation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Did four days just water, lost 10 pounds in four days. That 191, that 10 pound, whatever it was, yeah. inflammation thing that happened, 10 pounds. And I lost it. And I within those four days. And I said, I don't know what's going on, but that scared me. Yeah. And it was at that point that I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> I just thought, there's something really wrong. Mm-hmm. And I went, I didn't have a PCP, didn't have anybody, didn't want to go to the functional medicine, that same doctor. So I was like, I'm just going to go to my kid's doctor and I'm going to tell him that I have a problem. And I was like, test my thyroid, test my A1C. I think I'm going diabetic. I can't, everything's wrong. And so I was like, help me. And so he did three little labs for my thyroid, of course. And he did th- my A1C and it comes back normal. Yeah. And he was fine in that mo- in that room to tell me everything's you're normal. You need to get download My Fitness Pal, oh and God. you need to eat less calories. And that's how I lost weight when when I was overweight. And so that's what you need to do too. And you're fine. And I said, fine. But can you put me on metformin because I've heard that that helps with it's a cheap way to help with insulin resistance. He said, okay, I'll do that for you. Thanks so much. And I walked out of there, and that was my last that was it. I'm normal. Everything's fine. Even though I'm sitting there sick, tired, exhausted, and in pain, really mentally, spiritually, everything. Yeah. So that was him just you're normal. So I had that whole thing, got home and I was just, I cried. I said, here I am again, completely hopeless. And I decided I got to do this myself. I got to figure this out myself. No one will help me. Mm-hmm. Got online, found Dr. Weston's podcast. Yep. He was interviewing you. <laughs> And I was like, wow, who are these people? Who is this chick? And I jumped over to your podcast and started eating it up for a whole month. I just listened. And I remember specifically, it was, you know, just a few weeks after that doctor visit with him and you, and it was the seven stages of Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. And that's when I said, for the first time in a long time, I said, that's me. Oh my gosh, there's one person on the planet. And I don't, I'll never forget that moment. I just won't because I felt for the first time in all this time, like, oh my gosh, it's not my fault. Maybe, maybe there's something going on. And I just remember, oh my gosh. Like, and so I just was like, that's me. I think I might, that's what I have. It's an autoimmune. And then I remembered Colorado. Oh my gosh, that was an autoimmune flare up that happened in March. That's what happened. And so immediately I just started listening to all your stuff, of course, listening to your podcast and going, okay, I think I'm not supposed to be on gluten. Okay, I'll cut that out. Okay, I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever because this is what I have. And I started thinking about keto and I started going, okay, I'm gonna go that direction. And I remember just eating it up and I'll do whatever to feel better. I'll do anything she says to feel better. And I did, and I within one month, I signed up with you at the end of April. And that was about a month before I had seen that doctor. And just by doing the things I could figure out on the podcast alone, I had brought my A1C down to a healthier place just by eating better and not eating gluten and all the things. And things started to already change. And I started to lose a few pounds because it was like low carb and just eating better. And I was like, oh my gosh, there is an answer. So I did everything I could that I could learn from you in that little bit of time. And I put it into practice immediately. And then I signed up and I said, I need you back. (laughs) I need your help. And we signed up and we started the process of looking at my labs and what things were off. And really just came to the fact that my reverse T3 was super high, that, that, you know, all the things, my vitamin D was low. My testosterone level was very low. All these different pieces and parts were inside hormonally imbalanced and causing a lot of these symptoms. So you put me on T3 only, and I started the process with all these other things. And within, you know, May to October, things started to change slowly. And I, I remember just keeping up with everything you told me to do in the videos, like, this is what I need to do, you know, and I did it. And I remember my calls with like, Rory, and then like, Hillary helped me out with different meds that I needed, different things was going on. And they were just like, thank it, you. Like, when you do things this way, like you will feel better. And it's and you're going to keep getting better. And yeah. You're going to keep grinning. And I was like, they were really encouraging and very supportive. And then I just remember, really, like, I guess it was, I think August, I had like a retest of one of my thyroid. And then in September, we upped my dose again for a little bit. Yep. And within a couple of weeks, this is only about a month ago, probably now, but within a couple of weeks of upping that last little dose that we did, all of a sudden I was like, wait, there's a new version of myself again. Like, wait, I've lost 25 pounds and I'm huh. like down and I'm still going actually, cause I, I just lost another four in the last couple of weeks, but I lost like all this weight. And so something was getting healthier on the inside. So then it started to show on the outside. But I just want to tell all the women out there who are probably maybe similar, like in their forties with the young family and like all the things, my barometer wasn't necessarily the weight. what I wanted was to feel better, right? Like I, I do whatever to feel better and not just feel better, but to also my barometer was when I start feeling better after school, when the kids get home and I'm not exhausted, I'm not tired, I'm not feeling guilty for feeling all those things and I can be with my kids and not feel like, oh gosh, this is so much and then start prep for dinner and then do all the things. I was like, that will be the time where I can go man something like if I'm back like this is who I am. So my barometer it was great that I was losing weight. I want to and I feel better and I look better but like it was the barometer was when I start having what that time after school with my kids at 3 30 till about you know 5 30 six o'clock for dinner, If that time I can be all there with them and throw football in the backyard and help them with their homework and not feel exhausted and have like smiles on my face and that will, I will know that I'm back. And that happened in early September. So they had started school in August and early September, they came home one day and I was like, wait, (laughs) wait. I am not super tired here. Like I am excited to see them. I have joy. I can make it through the evening. My husband was like, well, hello. Like I don't have to go to bed as early. Just things like that where it, everything just started to change. And then of course we look at my my lab values in October with Dr. Amy after these four months of back and forth and retesting and checking things and upping things and adding things. And then all of a sudden it's like, you look at all my lab values this last uh, month and this October and they're all normal. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, who is this girl?
0: Not normal. (laughs) They're optimal. So
1: it's like, you know, I think about that line in your, in your podcast and it's like, you know, it gave me hope when I realized that I had Hashimoto's, but that line, when you said, I fix your thyroid, I fix your life. And I, I was like, really? Like, is that really a thing? And now I'm like, oh my gosh, like my kids have their mom back. My husband has his wife back. And I truly feel like I have my life back. And I'm like, I am that line. I am that line. And there's nothing that I could have done differently in my heart. Like I can't change, make my thyroid work again. I don't know. I couldn't do it. I couldn't will myself to make my thyroid start working correctly. I couldn't. And I think a lot of women are like, what can I do different? I want to be there for my family. I want to be there for my kids. I want to be there at work and do all the things I'm called to do. But like, when you feel that way, it just starts getting really dark because you're like, I'm doing what I can and nothing changes. I guess this is how it's supposed to be or how it's normal or all the things you start believing the lies. And I think that's where I want to encourage women and especially mamas with littles too. It's like, no, no, no. It's worth it to realize, wait, that version of myself, she's still in there. I just got to go figure out what's going on inside so I can find her again. And I feel like the Lord really answered all the cries of my heart to like, bring me to you and to help me find this place in this community to realize I am not alone. I'm not. And the women that are listening, I'm telling you, it can be done. You can be fixed. Yeah. And, um, uh, I, I just, and again, we had our last call a couple of weeks ago, and the same emotion comes out every time because it is so deeply important for women to really know, like, wait, like you matter to find the answers. You don't have to wait till you're 95 and you're not just getting old. Like, no, no, no. Like you matter. You better figure it out. And you've allowed so many of us to have stories like this. And I'm like, I I just can't explain and, and tell you how what a dark kind of place I was in my health to like the joy of feeling better, and being who I was created to be, really, and I guarantee my family thinks you, too, <laughs> so quite the journey, six years, and all that, but that's a long time to say to say that there is hope, I think, because I was feeling so hopeless, I just want to say to anyone, like, that's me, when you have that moment, that's me, to go, it's worth it to keep pursuing it. Invest in yourself. Find whatever you need to do to make yourself realize like it's worth it in the end. And that's where I am today: twenty five pounds down, still going strong, feeling great, and um, all my numbers truly optimal, not normal <laughs> like they say in conventional medicine. Yep. But optimal, and that is the best gift I could have been given in my story.
0: It's very rare that I'm speechless, but. At this moment, I'm I'm at a loss for words because that was so beautiful. And if if there is a dry eye, there's something wrong with you because people that are listening and not watching, mm-hmm. I started to cry and I'm still kind of mm, a little bit clumped. Uh, <laughs> but that was just, that's just so powerful. And it's so real. And I know mm-hmm. so many people, especially especially women, I mean, I know this hits guys too, but let's face it, it hits women more. You're you're the mom, you went through the pregnancies. That's what obviously triggered your Hashimoto's. We know that pregnancy can flip that switch. So we love Silas, but he sw- flipped your switch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, and, and I just, gosh, that whole story is just so incredibly powerful and so relatable because so many of us have gone through the same thing. Yep. So when
1: I look around to you, Dr. Amy, like, obviously I'm surrounded by women in similar seasons in life. And I I guarantee I can look at people. I'm like, I wonder if they have that. Like, like, I just, I just feel so sad because I know that the answers they're getting, if they go to a doctor are most likely just, you're normal, you're fine. And they're still sitting at home struggling. And so if you don't take that initiative to, to save yourself, you might not be saved. You might struggle for 20, 30 years. And I'm like, mine's, you know, I've heard some of the stories on your podcast too. Oh my gosh, I've had this for all this time and not treated correctly. And I'm like, man, six years to me, it feels like a lifetime. Yeah. And so I'm thankful that it was six years and not 30, but how many women are on that journey of that long? And I'm like, it doesn't have to be. And I just get really sad. And I get, I mean, just as passionate about you, I'm just kind of like, oh my gosh, like, Here's a podcast. podcast. Listen to this, you know, to help encourage people to find what they're looking for.
0: Well, and that's really the goal of this is is to give hope, to educate. I mean, I've heard from other people too. You know, thank you for giving all the content, and that's that's the point of this. I'm not trying to hold back any information whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I want you all to have all this information so that maybe you can do something with it on your own. But if you can't and you hit a wall like you did then I'm here, you know, I, I, then I'm here. That's cool. So Sarah, looking back, so we were, you know, kind of going through basically, you know, fixing your thyroid, addressing hormones because you had low testosterone as well. So we were addressing that even at 40 years old, which I think is interesting because a lot of women think that their hormones don't really start to shift Mm -hmm. until they truly enter perimenopause menopause. And that's not the case. It can shift very early on in life. I mean, 40 is very, very young. So your hormones started to shift. So we we started addressing that, but tell everyone what you had to do on your end with three kids and a family. Do you feel like it was a big shift in how you were eating? That Was that a big stressor or was that
1: relatively easy to do? Good question. So yeah, I would say at this point, I've made a lifestyle change and I've always wanted to make one. <laughs> I was like, I want to do the right thing all the time. to be a part of who I am. But it was it wasn't, uh, you know, so I wasn't eating as much bread and different things. But then I went to Colorado and ate all of it. And it just, you know, flipped out on me. But like like Chris and I are really like we've always kind of been healthy and like our pantries are kind of pretty good and all the things. Mm -hmm. So eating healthy is kind of a part that we enjoy and we cook at home a lot and all of that. But I would say too that because of my insulin resistance, I was um, also addicted to carbs and a little and sugar. So I did have that problem. Like I'm not gonna like sit here be like, I was just perfectly eating, right. You know. But for me, I think it wasn't as hard compared to all the symptoms, right? Like all the symptoms that I was going through were so intense and so hard and took so much out of my life. That changing some patterns for my eating and health and exercise, and I found something also for my stress management for work stuff. So that was like Pilates helps me to breathe better every day and all that too. But I also do strength training, like you said. And so for me, it, it because I was at such a place of desperation, the, what, what I had to do to change didn't feel as hard based on the symptoms that were so hard. And so in my mind, it was like, this is easy because I'm going to feel better. And that was worth the hard choices of saying no to things I was used to and trying to kind of change our family as far as, you know, my husband would cook on the weekends, but he'd be like, okay, now I'm going to make you something keto. Like he he went along with me. And so I appreciate that there's both of us kind of going, this is what I'm doing in my everyday life. And then on the weekends, I'll I might up a little bit for some carbs. But it wasn't to me looking back in the last six months, I'm like, it it feels like almost nothing to me because of what I've gained, right? right? But was it changing everything? Like that's never an easy thing, but I compare it to what I felt. So if I'm looking at what I'm eating and I can compare to, well, this is what I'm eating now, but I feel this way, which is way better. Of course, I'm gonna keep doing that because that I don't ever wanna go back to. So, and I was pretty, I would just say that I was kind of nervous about keto. I had never done that. I've heard every a lot of people doing it. I was nervous gluten. I was like, okay, I'll get rid of that. But keto, I was like, low carb, but the way that you train it in the courses, you know, as your patient, like it, it didn't seem overwhelming and you gave them, you know, a little bit more than some of the other keto people. I was like, okay, that seems reasonable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it didn't feel like I was totally like dying or whatever. But again, when I started that, I started losing the weight pretty quickly and started feeling different when I implemented those things. And so again, it, compared to where I was feeling, it didn't feel hard to me. And now that I've completely changed over to the lifestyle, like it's now who I am. So it doesn't even feel like a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. That's, that's how I feel too. And, and I always say your labs tell us how you should eat. So, because I mean, you knew you were insulin resistant coming in. Sometimes people for the first time, I'm like, um, you're (laughs) insulin resistant and actually you're type two diabetic. So when, when you have that present in your labs, that means you have to go low carb. It's not a one, the only one size fits all is the gluten-free with Hashimoto's. It's yeah. not a one size fits all with how many carbs you can have. If you listen, if you're not insulin resistant, then go ahead. I mean, we don't want you to have processed foods, but go ahead and have like right. the sweet potato and all that. But yes. for you, you knew coming in that it's like, I'm gonna have to lower my carbs. I get mm-hmm. that, but we made it easy for you because basically yeah. you're doing what I'm doing on a daily basis. Like we just make it a lifestyle.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't even like necessarily when people are like, "Wow, you're looking really good. What are you doing?" I don't really like to say like, I don't even think like, "Oh, I'm a keto person," which is kind of cool. Like, I now don't see myself. I'm doing a diet for a few minutes to get rid of ten pounds. No, like this is the way. This is the boundary of my freedom. Like this is where like everyone has restrictions. That's fine. But for me to to me, it's not. I have to be keto. To me, it's like I want to be free. And this is the parameters of it. I can't, I can't do that. I can't do this. And it it just, it, it keeps me in a better space of like, oh, I'm just doing this diet thing for a bit to like mm-hmm. get to a certain place and then I'm going to stop and who cares? Right. No, like I have a different mindset of a lifestyle where it's like, I don't even have to tell people I'm keto and I'm gluten free. I can just say, you know, I've been on a health journey and now I have a different lifestyle and I'm doing great. You know, like, I don't, yeah. I don't feel, and if people ask questions, I do let them know, but it's like, I don't feel like I'm in that space of like, I'm a keto person or whatever. Right. It's just like, this is who I am now. And I feel great. And that's what matters to me. So, exactly. yeah.
0: That is awesome. So you are right
1: now, how much? Like, 26 pounds down? 24? Yeah. I'm right at 25, 26 yeah. on the border there. But um, yeah. And I, and again, I still have, I like, I'm still on the journey, right? So I still have some things where I'm like, I think there's still like more like to keep losing, but like, I'm thankful that I have the lifestyle of exercise. A lot of my friends still do our cardio queens yeah. <laughs> they taught us that it does not work. I mean, I have some muscle, so I'm like, Hey, so it does help like those types of things, putting all into practice the stress management things, all these different things. I do prayer and Pilates every day at two. And then I do my weight stuff in the mornings. I do some intermittent fasting based on some of the other things I've learned from some of your hosts and and guests and stuff. But for the most part, like it's just a part of me now. Like it's, it's so cool to have those things in place and feel healthy. And I can still see that I'm not plateaued. Like I'm still going down and I need to probably lose some more, but like what I feel like shows me that I'm getting healthier on the inside. Therefore I'm losing the weight on the outside, not the other way around.
0: Well, and all of those changes too tell you that you are on the right path. So like you said, it will continue to happen, continue to happen, continue to improve, but you know that you're on the right path. And I fully, for the record, believe in divine intervention. I was talking to a patient the other day and she said, I don't know how you landed in my feed. (laughs) This, you just kind of landed there. And I'm like, it's divine intervention. I, I love the prayer and Pilates. You should make a business out of that, but <laughs> I love that because I I do believe that God puts people in our life for a reason at the right time yeah. when we are ready. And you were absolutely. absolutely ready to change. Mm-hmm. If I would have come into your life, let's say a week after Silas was born, nah, yeah, yeah, no, he wouldn't have been ready. You'd have been like, oh, okay, who is this chick? I guess I'll listen to a couple of them, yes. but whatever. Um, but it doesn't apply to me, you know. But wow. yeah, I I truly believe in divine intervention.
1: Me too. And timing is everything. And I think a lot of us, like, you know, we, like I said, we try to like fix ourselves and we try and like do everything we can. And when those things aren't working, you get to such that dark space of like, oh my gosh, like, are you seeing me, Lord? Like, do you, like, I'm praying about this. I'm doing the most I can, like keep leading me. And he would, he would encourage me. I never was like mad at him for anything. It was just like, I would keep going and keep asking. And, you know, I think he's doing all that to you. Like he has a purpose for my life. And to know that I can encourage women around my life to give them the things I've learned too, just from what you've taught us. It's like, I'm so thankful for that story now, but in the middle of it, no one feels that way. You're just like, this is horrible, but I can see that God could use that in my life to just encourage other women where they are. And that's a big thing for me. And I want to be that because I just, I empathize with how you're feeling and looking at these women that look tired and exhausted and they have these little ones and I'm like, it's the worst, it's the worst feeling. And I feel like I can really empathize with them and being in the environment that I am. I do have people around me where I can encourage them. And um, you're right. I think that that has more to do with the Lord and less to do with all of my struggles. And I can now like give him glory. He, he, he brought this to me and I'm so thankful for it. And Mm -hmm. yes, it had to come at a time where I, I felt alone and I had to figure it out myself and find someone to help me, but he did read me to the right person. And so I'm I, I, I do thank him for that every day too. I'm like, I thank you. I cry to you. And then I thank God and I cry to him.
0: <laughs> and that's okay. He likes that. I like it yeah. too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. When I was going, I, I have a plaque that has been with me for decades. It's been in my office. Now it's on my mantle and it's Jeremiah 29, 11. It's, yeah. it's, I know the plans I have for you, prosper, you know. not harm you, hope in a future. And that's exactly, yeah. that's exactly what he is doing for you. I mean, that's yeah. how, and I remember looking at that going, where is the hope and where is the future? Can we please yeah. this up a little bit? I mean, I know the dark times. It was more than 20 yeah. years ago, but I remember them like they were yesterday. And, and yeah, I remember crying out and being like, when is this going to happen? And it's it's getting through those dark pain to purpose. Who knows what you're going to do next? I, I guarantee you, you're going to help at least one, if not thousands of other women with this. But yeah, it's, it's sometimes that pain to purpose, you go through it in order to be able to help someone else. For
1: sure. And I'm super thankful for the journey, the story. I can't, like I said, I can't, uh, I can't encourage women enough that like, it's, you're worth it and your family is worth it to really pursue what you feel like intuition wise as a woman, you're like, something's wrong and just keep crying out and keep pursuing it and find the answers and you will, you'll, you'll get down the right path. So.
0: I love this. Thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing. This is, of course. I guarantee you, this is going to help so many people listening. So many. I hope so. It it, it will. This is, a, this is a mic drop moment. So just thank you so much for sharing and being vulnerable and opening up and even just sharing about how dark it was,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: you found the light. So that's good. And sure. I, I just appreciate it. So just keep going. You're going to continue making okay. improvements and we'll bring you back on in a year when you're another 20 pounds down and we'll see. running your own business, <laughs> encouraging women. I don't know, maybe you should be on a stage somewhere. I don't know, we'll figure that out it. for you. Who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Well, obviously I can't thank you enough. So thanks for having me on and um, appreciate all the women that are listening and just pray for them too, that they'll just find those answers that they need and find them quickly, so.
0: A hundred percent. So I hope everyone listening got a lot out of that. And, and at the very, very least, Get hope, you have hope, grab onto that hope because now you know that things can change. And I will continue bringing these kinds of stories to you because I I think they're very powerful and very important to hear, especially when you are on that thyroid journey. Yeah. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. That would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast. And if you want to find out more about working together, you can click the link below in the show notes to book a discovery call. And there you'll be talking to a member of my team, They are an extension of me, they are amazing. And you and I will talk after that, once we get you all signed up and you and I get to work together. All right, I hope to see you soon.